Catch Up with Cat. Hello and welcome to Catch Up with Cat with me, Cat Harvey, the little show with big dreams of hopefully making things just that wee bit better. Joining me this morning is Jess Dennison. She is the owner of 27 Elliots, a cafe in Edinburgh, and also the author of Tin Can Magic. Good morning to you, Jess. Good morning. How are you? I am not bad at all. What a great title of a book, Tin Can Magic. Now, I'm guessing this is (laughs) cooking and not magic tricks. (laughs) Definitely cooking. (laughs) Yeah, a bit useless with magic tricks. So, um, what is it about then? I'm guessing tin cans? Yes, tin cans. It's, um, It's about making the most of those tin cans that we've all got in the back of our cupboards. So, chickpeas, chopped tomatoes, coconut milk, butter beans... Yeah, I just try and show you how to make the most of those by sort of turning them into quick, delicious meals um, and adding one or two fresh herbs or something pickled. um, So yeah, make those tins really special and delicious. Where did this idea come from then? Were you from a household that had that store cupboard that was packed full of tins with a wee bit of dust on the top that didn't quite get used enough or were you always somebody that managed to work your way through your shopping? (laughs) Oh no, definitely one of those households where there's those (laughs) dusty tins at the back. Uh, I'm sure I'm not alone. And I guess I had sort of Brexit on the brain and how we can cook more affordably. You know, in the cafe, everything we do is centred around fresh produce and what's in season. Um, and that's great, but I realise when I'm shattered and I get home at night, it's actually the the tin of coconut milk to make a quick dal or curry. They're the real heroes. And a lot of people um, might not be convinced about the standard of tinned food, but the quality can be absolutely amazing, can't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, something like tomatoes, if you buy decent quality chopped tomatoes, they're picking the tomatoes in Italy at their ripest and tastiest. So yeah, you're getting incredible flavour. Really, the tin is just there to to preserve food. What are your best ideas from it? Uh, I mean, I have to mention the butter bean recipe. It seems to be the most popular recipe. So all you do for those is cook down garlic and onions, some sage, or if you can't find sage, whatever dried herbs you've got in the back of the cupboard. And then you add in a splash of white wine and butter beans. But the thing is, you throw in the butter bean juice as well. So I think we've all been programmed oh. to drain tin juice, but actually that's the magical bit. That's what makes, whether it's a soup or a braise, really creamy and rich. You've turned my head upside down, Jess. I always thought you had to put them through a sieve and get rid of that stuff, but no, no it's actually good for you and it's nice. See, None every, day, <laughs> every day is a school day. This is why I love this show. <laughs> and what do you have any top tips or advice for people that are maybe a bit stressed out at the moment working from home the kids running riot that just need an easy cheap food fix that could maybe come from their cupboards I reckon make something like a doll you can maybe try and escape everyone and just go into the kitchen for like half an hour max and make a doll with onions and garlic and whatever spices you've got, maybe cumin or coriander seeds, some ginger, and throw in tinned lentils. Again, with the with the sort of juice in the can, you don't drain are the you, can. Are you sure about this? I'm 100% sure, trust me. Oh, no, I do, I do. This is just, I've never heard this before. Okay. I know, well, it, what it means is, you know, a doll, if you're doing it properly with, not properly, but traditionally with, 
dried lentils. It can take hours and hours. Mm. Um, but if you do this way, it's kind of a hack to, to get something really creamy and rich, but very quickly. And there's a lot of stirring and it's just a bit of time to sort of chill out from everyone. Um, and then you can present them with something delicious and return to the chaos. <laughs> and it sounds like it's very healthy for you as well and full of good foods for our immune system. So that's exactly what we're looking for at the oh, moment definitely. as well. Jess from 27 Elliots, thank you so much for joining me for a wee catch up. It's been great fun and I have honestly learned things today. So you've been an absolute star. Thank you so much. Now, I love hearing how people are turning to new things to keep themselves entertained during lockdown. Here's a musical tale to make you smile. I'm delighted to say I am joined this morning by broadcaster, writer and Scottish personality, Mr Tam Cowan. Hello, Tam, how you doing? I'm very well, I'm very well, Kat, but I must say, after uh, hearing what Jess had put in her curry there, I'm <laughs> surprised I'm on straight away. I thought you were going to say, give that ten minutes, Tam. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to your love of curry a wee bit later on, but tell everybody what you've been up to during lockdown, because you've been very creative in your own wee way, haven't you? Uh, I have been like a right wee Andrew Lloyd Webber, Stroke Tim Rice. I've been um, basically writing these songs. I was counting them up. I've got 16. So I'm looking to get them on an album. They've basically been spoofs of uh, well-known songs and all related to lockdown and oh, just all the light-hearted stuff, keeping it light. It's been all about the, uh, starting with the uh, everybody's uh, inavailability of toilet rolls and about the queues outside supermarkets <laughs> and uh, songs uh, about wee Professor Leach. Uh, other songs about all the maybe extra drinking that folk have been doing. It seems like you're having a lot of fun doing this. Is this actually helping your mental health during this period as well then, do you think? Well, you know what, it is, Kat, uh, uh, because I think it's really important that we all try to keep our minds active and try to keep ourselves upbeat. And uh, the best kind of feedback that I've had uh, to the songs when I've been putting them on social media, um, between my own Instagram and my wife's um, Facebook page and stuff like that, uh, I mean, the, the best bit of feedback I got was actually from a lady in East Kilbride. Uh, she was wanting to remain anonymous, but she actually says that uh, the songs, she'd been tuning into them every day, and she now saw myself as something of a comfort blanket during all this. So that was pretty nice. You've been called many a thing in your time, Tam. Have you ever been a comfort blanket before? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I've been compared to a king-sized mattress in the past, but uh, no, never a comfort blanket. Now, Tam, how would you describe your singing to those that haven't previously heard it? My singing, if I happen to get the backing track, if, if you catch one that's in, kind in your own key, I can carry those off kind of OK, but... Uh, some of the other ones, I mean, I had all sorts of bother when we did Chicken Korma, my pastiche of Ness and Dorma. That one is absolutely brilliant. Let's take a wee listen. Chicken Korma, Chicken Korma. hasn't seen the video of that one Tam I have to applaud your acting skills in it you got right into character very dramatic I thought for that one because at the time I don't actually recently had a shave uh, so that was quite helpful because uh, using my wee girl's kind of kids makeup kit that she had she really <laughs> blackened up my beard 
until it was even beyond Pavarotti. It was a bit like old Bluto for the Popeye cartoons. <laughs> and then we finished off with the, the, the really dark, dark, bushy eyebrows. And it wasn't a bad wee look by the time I chucked on my dinner jacket and my bow tie. So uh, it was merely a, a, a visual one that which may have uh, distracted uh, the viewer from the lyrics <laughs> and the voice, shall we say. It's a big song. It was a brave undertaking. One of my other favourites, Tam, is the one about technology. Here's a little snippet of Tam Cowan singing about the wonders of Zoom. Zoom, just one try and then my heat went boom. Think I'll still be sitting here in June. Give it Tam, I have known you for years and you were still using that old Nokia brick up until about a week ago, I think. Is that why you decided to put all your creative talents into describing current <laughs> technology? <laughs> well, that's it. You're, you're exactly right about the phones and that. And quite frankly, up until about three weeks ago, I can assure you a Zoom uh, in my vocabulary was very much an ice lolly. And I know you've been doing a lot of charity work during this whole time. What's next in the horizon for you then? Um, well, next is uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, uh, I'm doing another quiz for the St Andrew's Hospice in Airdrie. So if anybody out there would like to help the St Andrew's Hospice, I'll be the question master tomorrow night. And it's dead simple. I'm saying I'm not the best with the techie stuff. You just need to basically uh, Google uh, St Andrew's Hospice in um, Airdrie and maybe get onto their Facebook page and all the details are there. But I think tomorrow night we're doing it via Facebook Live. So yeah, that'll be tomorrow night. And as I say, all the songs are on Instagram at the real Tam Cowan. Listen, Tam Cowan, thank you so much for joining us. And you know what? Keep up the good work because you are making a lot of people smile with these lovely little videos. You're welcome. Thank you. All the best. Catch up with Cat. We're in this together. Don't forget to check out clearyourhead.scot for loads of great advice on keeping active, stress management and sleep tips. Catch up with Kat. Okay, joining me for a catch up this afternoon, and I can't believe I'm actually saying this, (laughs) by public demand. It's my 85-year-old dad, Bobby Harvey. Hi, Dad. Uh, Hi, Toots. Dad, I'm not Toots, I'm Kat. I'm a professional broadcaster today. Oh, aye, right, aye. (laughs) You'll leave your Toots to me. (laughs) Can you behave? I've got some serious questions to get through, okay? Right, fire away then. Right, so, first of all, I should point out that I am allowed to visit you because I bring you your food, uh, my brother and I bring you your prescriptions and you're officially a vulnerable person who is one of the shielded so I am actually allowed in because I am your nominated carer. Oh, because I've, I've carried you for about 40 odd years. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess that's fair then, eh? <laughs> so we're here to talk about Thursdays. Why has this become such an important day in your calendar then? What happened? Well, do you know Thursday everybody goes out for the NHS clap? And the first Thursday I, I went out and I, I thought, oh, I'll give them a wee tune and they can clap to that. So Ian Lavery, my next door neighbour, decided they would take his camera out and film it. Uh-huh. And that was it, that's all. So that, it just started week one. And we've been doing it every week since, something daft every week. Just playing the fiddle on the doorstep. And what kind of songs have you played then so far? Well, the first week they wanted Scotland the Brave on the pipes. But I didn't play the pipe, so I played it in the fiddle. And 
then played such classics as You Can't Shove Your Granny Off a Bus and <laughs> Mary for Mary for Mary Hill for the Fizzles fans. <laughs> <laughs> the hens merch over the midden. No, no, nothing but nothing but classics. And uh, <laughs> do you have any idea how many people have been watching you when you've been doing these things? I even said there's a couple of thousand. <laughs> well, I can tell you that you've actually become an internet sensation. You're joking. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you that collectively all the clips that you've been doing that your neighbour's been putting up online have been seen by over half a million people all over the world. Oh, God, I wish they would be been at Hill. Fur Hill. <laughs> it's more than Fur Hill. I wish they'd only sent a pound a time. They would have made a lot of money. <laughs> for the NHS, obviously, no for yourself. Obviously, no, no for me, no for the NHS. That's ten times a Scotland game. Can you get your head round that? Aye, it's quite quite amazing, isn't it? Um, as long as they're enjoying it, the main thing is to give them ha- happiness, and that's, that's the main thing. That's, that's it. And you seem to come up with new ideas every single week. Why is it you're actually doing it then? Uh, well, I've got to do it for the MHS because they've been really terrific with me. I've had a heart operation in the Jubilee. I've had two knee operations in the Western, two Golson operations, and a prostate cancer problem at the Beats and so they've been really looking after me. I shouldn't be here at all, you know. The NHS were terrific with your mum. She had a muscle-wasting disease, and in one year, we had 144 visits to clinics, hospitals, and in another year, we had eight journeys in an ambulance. The paramedics, the A&E, everyone in the wards, they were all fantastic, and I honestly can't ever thank them enough. So I'm laughing at some of the responses that I'm seeing on Twitter, saying your dad is no bad at the fiddle. Now, you were actually the Scottish champion twice when you were a youngster, an EMI recording star, and you have played to big crowds before, haven't you? Aye, aye, we were very, very lucky in our life, I suppose. We've played all over America and Canada, and we even played the Hensmerts in Carnegie Hall, and then we played the Albert Hall in London, just with a piano and a fiddle. Imagine, we were sort of playing behind Callum because the accordion player missed, missed the plane. <laughs> So um, we're going to find out how you're coping with lockdown and being shielded in a few minutes, but first we're going to have some music. Is it Jimmy Shan? No. Oh, well, is it some of that modern rubbish? (laughs) Well, yes, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Here is some modern rubbish that loads of people like. Catch up with Kat. We're in this together. This is very surreal, but I'm joined this afternoon by my own dad, 85-year-old Bobby Harvey. You're not actually too bad at this, you know. At what? Are you kidding on? You're interviewing me. I am am interviewing you. This is going on the radio. Oh, is it? Oh, well, that's very good. (laughs) Right, I want you to be honest. Come on. Yes. Right, um, lockdown, you're 85. You are one of the shielded... You're not allowed out, so how has this made you feel? Depressed, but I'm only I'm only depressed when I get up. Mm-hmm. Now I know I've got a whole long day to go in front of it, but after I get into the day, it comes out okay. And the best thing you ever did for me was get me these papers in the morning, because I can read my crosswords, and that's my morning away. But then I sometimes take the fiddle out and have a wee tune. Well, that's good. And, and what's been the worst part then? Is it the fact that time feels like it's going really slowly? Aye, sometimes. Sometimes. But no, no. On the other hand, you just say how lucky you are to be still 
above the grin. And uh, that was an old expression, an old pal of mine up in Eastdale had. Yeah, old Ian. And he said, how are you getting on today, Ian? He said, I'm still above the grin. <laughs> I get up in the morning and I just think that as well. <laughs> now, I, I know, I came out to see you last week with your shopping and I knew you took a bit of a dip when you got the letter only last week saying that you had to be kept in for another 12 weeks. Why did that hit you so hard? Because I'm never in. <laughs> I like getting out every day. Mm. Even if it's just going for a wee walk here and there. And, but even the accordion and fiddle clubs, they're all shut, everything's shut. The people that are doing this, they've done a great job, a wonderful job. And the NHS have been absolutely terrific the whole way through. So what have you been doing to pass the time, apart from your crossword in the papers? There's a big uh, pile of photos and films out there. What have you, what have you uncovered? <laughs> I've uncovered quite a few. I'll tell you, there's one or two that are... Uh, some of them are hilarious. I remember Ivor and I were away in the QE2 for a fortnight and we had to play uh, in front of 40 topless Brazilian dancers. And we did play... <laughs> Should I be hearing this? Uh, hi. No, well, maybe you shouldn't be. But, um, I'm too old to do anything about it now. Oh, Dad! <laughs> so, wait a minute. So, this is the memories you're looking back on, is 40 topless Brazilian dancers? Aye, but the slides are get, getting losing their colour now. <laughs> Right, okay, so you've, you've had a good life and that's what you're doing. You're looking at the photos and the, the films of it. That's actually brilliant. But what advice would you have to anybody that has a elderly relative sort of stuck inside at the moment? They must be positive. They must... They can't be negative. And do you know, there's one book... I heard Gary Player talking about this when I was only a young boy. The Power of Positive Thinking. And that book cost six shillings. And I've still got it. You've got to be positive. You've got to yeah. get out and do things. And that, that's what, what life's all about. And how important is it then, like, me and my brother Scott and friends and family phoning you and keeping in touch then? Very important. Very important. And I think any old person that's living on their own, you've no idea how lonely it can actually be, even though you've got all the television of the day. There's no even any football now. I mean, I used to just enjoy myself just sitting at, at night watching the football. Now there's none. And the thistle are going down. Is that no worse? <laughs> <laughs> so pick up the phone and keep in touch is the main keep thing Keep in to touch. Say. Keep in yeah. touch with your old relatives. If I have to give you advice to give the, the punters, as you say it. The, the lovely got, listeners. The lovely listeners, yeah. sorry, same thing. <laughs> Just tell them to keep phoning, tell their nephews, nieces, a whole lot of them. I keep phoning my, nie my niece in Canada now. Don't let my bill, it's going to be at the end of this month. <laughs> but her mother's in the hospital and I've got to keep phoning if you find out who she is. Well, I've tried my best to set you up on FaceTime so that you can see me when I'm not here. No, but... I don't want to see her. No. <laughs> no harm me. So is there anything else that you'd like to add um, before we, we wrap this up? No, just the fact that you've got to be positive. Get up in the morning, be cheery. Make your own food. That's important as well. You can't beat the porridge and the prunes. But away when? I need, uh, I, I need prunes for next week. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't believe I'm doing a sensible interview and you're giving me your shopping list. I will. Prunes and porridge. Prunes and porridge. Okay, well, this is your... You've never done an in-depth interview with me before. This is your chance. Is that in-depth? This is in-depth. Oh, right. It's as in-depth as I get. Is there anything you would like to say right now? No, say it all. Right. <laughs> That was your cue to say something really emotional and beautiful, but get me a tin of prunes is how we're finishing this. That'll that'll keep me moving, eh? Bobby Harvey, my dad, thank you for joining me for a catch-up. Catch-up with cats. We're in this together. Don't forget to check out clearyourhead.scot for brilliant advice on fitness, stress management and sleep. I'm back at 9.40 this evening when Rachel from the Samaritans will be telling me all about their new app. Catch up with Kat. I'm joined this evening by Rachel Cackett, the Executive Director of Samaritans in Scotland. So tell us a little bit about the Samaritans. Basically, it's such a well-known name, isn't it? But what is it you actually do on a daily basis then? So Samaritans is an organisation um, which relies on an amazing ba- base of volunteers and those volunteers are on the end of a phone or the end of an me- email day and night, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And they're really there to listen for anyone who finds themselves really struggling to cope. Tell us about the volunteers then, Rachel. How many do we have in Scotland? We've got almost a thousand volunteers in Scotland working across 19 branches that are spread from Dumfries and Galloway in the borders, right up to Shetland. And we've got volunteers who are going in to cover shifts to make sure that they're there 24-7, 365 days a year, so that people who are feeling like they're struggling to cope or maybe feeling in crisis can ring us on 116123 at any point and get someone on the end of a phone who can listen and help them make sense of what's going on in their life. Now, these volunteers are trained, aren't they? They know exactly they what are. to listen for. They know the help to give. And most importantly, they know when just to let the person talk. Exactly. And that's a really important point. So our volunteers are really highly trained in what they do. They listen with no judgment. Um, they let people speak. And that's the most important thing. They're there as listening volunteers. They're not there just to tell you what to do. Now, I know that you're launching a self-help app um, tell us all about that, because that's quite an interesting bit of progression for you, isn't it? Now, we know that not everyone necessarily wants to talk. Um, some people will find that really difficult. And also at the moment, while we're in this lockdown period, for some people, finding a space to talk is also really hard. If you're at home, you know, you've got kids, you don't have that much space. Finding space for a private call can be really hard. So what we've done is we've made sure we've moved uh, our work on developing this app along to launch it as quickly as we could and to get it out now. And what it is, it's, a, it's an app you can download off our website. It's completely free. You can use it at any time. And it's not just for people who are feeling in, in real distress or crisis. It's for all of us, really, to help us really take care of our mental health during this time. And what it does, it allows you to track your mood every day. And uh, when you've done that each day, it just takes a few minutes. The app will give you some hints and ideas, maybe some exercises that you can do that might help you. It'll help you know when there are certain things that might trigger things off you that make you feel not so good. And it's got some really practical things on there, like breathing techniques, like exercises that you can do. Um, So it's meant to be a really practical support you can pick up at any time and do quite privately without having to make a call if that's not the right thing for you. So it's a good complement to our usual service. It's such a brilliant idea because I know that 
Uh, a lot of people say, you know, journaling helps or writing stuff down or even just having a little clue of how they've been feeling in a particular day. So for an app to collate all that information and for you to be able to see, you know, your mental health progress, I guess, in a couple of weeks or, or a month or whatever, just to be able to look back in it, that sounds absolutely brilliant, Rachel. Well, I hope it is. And I hope lots of people who are listening to the programme go out and download it from our website and use it. I know I downloaded it the day it was launched and, and was you know, it's, it's a really impressive little bit of kit that I think just helps you to make sense. You know, when you're under so much pressure at the moment, you know, you're, you're maybe going out as a key worker and trying to keep keep us running as a country or maybe you're at home and trying to homework and, and, and deal with the homeschooling your kids. It's, people are facing quite different pressures in quite different ways at the moment. Sometimes just having a little help to make sense of what's going on, which like you say, journaling is a really good way of doing it. But this app is very quick and easy to use. It's really intuitive. So it, it helps you to do that, to make sense, to maybe see a little bit of a track of, of what life looks like for you when it's such a busy time. And then to be able to do something really simple and practical to help at that point. It's a real point of self-kindness. We're talking a lot about kindness this week in Mental Health Awareness Week. And this app, I think, is a really important way of showing just a little bit of kindness to yourself. You have got a wonderful campaign running. It's called the Hashtag Cup of Kindness. Is that correct? It is correct. So hashtag cup of kindness. If you're on Twitter, you can go on and put that in and find out a little bit more. What we're really doing during Mental Health Awareness Week was has got a theme of kindness. And boy, if there was going to be a point when we need to talk about kindness, this is it. Um, and we're asking people to go on and just share ideas, little videos. There's a video of me and many of our volunteers on there. Just little snippets, just showing what kindness means to us. Or maybe when someone's shown you some kindness that's really mattered to you all the sorts of things that you're doing to look after yourself and show yourself a little bit of kindness. The important thing is, you know, people are feeling very anxious at the moment. Very many people will be about what's happening. And actually the important thing about focusing on kindness is it's what keeps us in connection with each other. And it really matters at the moment that we do that when we're physically isolated, when we're probably feeling quite anxious about things, whether it's our income, kids' education, our work, um, our health, there are lots of things that I know are causing anxiety, but if, if showing kindness to yourself and showing kindness to others is actually really good for our mental well-being and our mental health. What about the kindness to yourself? Because I know personally, I spend most of my time worrying about other people. And I'm not saying that to sound self-righteous, absolutely not. Mm. I, I probably might not look after myself the way that I should do. Why is showing kindness to yourself so important then, Rachel? It's, hard. it's the hardest thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I sometimes find that really hard. Um, I think it's a bit like when you're on an aircraft, not that many of us are these days, but when you're on an aircraft and you get that announcement of, you know, fit your own face mask first. Um, I think there's something really important about looking after your own well-being first and showing yourself a bit of kindness to make all the difference. I think it helps to to keep us well, to keep us really grounded. Um, and then there's a bit more space, there's a bit more relaxation, there's a little bit more ability to then be able to go out and show kindness to others, which I think is also not only good for other people, not only good for our connections, but actually there's something even in the act of showing kindness to others that's really good for us too. Oh, it's just such an amazing organisation, Rachel, the Samaritans. And are you always on the lookout for new volunteers to help out? We are, and there's information on our website, um, samaritans.org, where you can go and find out about how to volunteer as a Samaritan and what that, that looks like. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic organisation. 
been around, you know, many years, but it's still relevant and out there providing a service that people really, really need. I mean, coronavirus hits us. We've provided emotional support over 300,000 times across the UK. So oh. you know, people really need us. We're there and our volunteers are amazing people out doing that work for us. That is just an incredible number, isn't it? It shows you how many people are actually needing a little bit of help at this time. And Rachel, the Samaritans are definitely there to provide that. How can folk get in touch with you again? What's the best way to do it? So it depends on you and what works for you. Our main phone line is 116123. That's completely free from any phone, even if you don't have credit on your mobile, it doesn't show up on your phone bill. If you prefer to email, you can contact us at joejo at samaritans.org. Or you can go to our website at samaritans.org. And on that, you'll find more information on how to get in touch with us, really good tips on how to support other people and access to the self-help app as well. So that's a really good resource for anyone. Brilliant. Rachel Cackett, the Executive Director from Samaritans in Scotland, thank you so much for sharing all that information. Good luck with the new app. Thank good you. luck with the hashtag Cup of Kindness campaign. And just thank you for being there for so many people. Thanks, Rachel. Catch up with Kat. We're in this together. Don't forget, if you're looking for any advice on stress management or sleep, check out clearyourhead.scot. I'm back tomorrow morning at 9.40 when I'll be chatting to Brida from dementia-friendly Dunblane. We're working on a lovely project that's bringing children and the elderly together. Catch up with Kat in association with the Scottish Government.